Oh, I'm dancing again. <laughs> I hope all your friends are enjoying the show. Welcome back to another episode of Roleplay Tavern. I'm Demis. And I'm Dudley. And we finally got episode 2 uploaded, which is very exciting. I'm sorry for the delay. I had such upload problems. That's an understatement, so let's not even get into that. But it works now. I got it all fixed. That's what matters. So you'll see these two episodes pretty close together, and that won't be normally. So... First, we're going to start off with Deadly. What do you have for us today, Deadly? With the Nimi 101 section? Yep. I have for this week, why people roleplay. It was a question that's come up very many times of why people themselves roleplay. The first one I have is that it's an opportunity to get connected with people and to get them, you know, to know them a little better. And it's also a very social activity as well. And it provides an opportunity to see how people think and how their personality is reflected upon their characters. Which is the truth. As far as a social activity, it's a lot of fun to just go and hang out with people and go fishing or something like that. It's a whole different form of being social. And getting into character and being someone who you're not normally, for a lot of people, is fun. To get to do something different than what you do in your everyday life is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's very different because you can pretty much be whatever kind of person you want in role-playing. So if I wanted to play this really evil, sinister kind of person, I could, but that's just me. The second one I have is that it's a challenge to other people. Oh, yeah. It's a challenge to a lot of people because you have to think. You have to come up with the lore of your character, the history of your character. How does your character act? How does your character interact with different people? And because, you know, when you're actor interacting in real life, you just you use your instincts. But you can't do that when you're role-playing because you're not role-playing yourself. Well, some people do, but in reality... You know, you're playing somebody who's a lot different than you are. So you have to stop, you have to think. And for a lot of people, that's a challenge. Especially the older we get, unfortunately, the harder it gets. And also, it sort of depends on how creative you are, like, in your thinking. I know people who have maybe problems with writing and the English sort of thing might have a harder time because they're really good at the math and science kind of field. So it also depends on where your strengths lie, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Now, the next one is, it's an opportunity by imagination to be someone else. It allows you to imagine not only by observing, but by playing a part in an unfolding tale. And it's sort of like, I love reading. 
So it's sort of like I'm placing myself inside of a story, and I get to pick how what happens in the story, who's in it, what the characters say. So it's sort of like you're acting out a story, and most of the time when you're role-playing, it's about something that you enjoy anyways. And the other good part about that is, is you're not alone. I can't write a book. I can role-play, but I can't write a book, because I get to an event, and I'm like, okay, what happens next? Well, when you're role-playing, you've always got someone else there who says, okay, well, let's do this, or, you know, kind of says, let's go this direction. Everybody has their own ideas, their own opinions, their own characters, so you get all these twists and turns that are a lot of fun, and it is like putting yourself into a book, and being part of a book, or role-playing a book. Um, the second one, or not the second, but the fifth, is it's enjoyable and fun. It really is. I have, that's the whole point of role playing. You should be having fun doing it. It's just like people who act for a living. They make, like, no money. Okay, we all see the stars in Hollywood who make the big bucks, but the average theatrical person does not make a lot of money, but they love to do it. And that's what role playing is all about, is having fun. I think it's very fun. It also depends on how much cooperation you get with other people. So if I was sort of role-playing by myself, which is sort of not possible anyways, but if I was sort of talking to myself and playing out emotes, it's not very fun because there's nobody who's going to cooperate with you. But it, either way, I have a lot of fun just thinking about what I'm going to make my character do next and how she's going to respond to this certain scenario. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And another reason a lot of people do it is because WoW could become a job. A lot of people say, WoW became a job and I took the opportunity to take my game in a new direction. For me, when I played PvP server, yeah, I, I love PvPing. But the problem with PvP is the fact that here I am, level 30, and all I do is get ganked. So it becomes a job to get to level 70 so that I can be done and I can finally stop dying. And to get to level 70, I need all this money to have all the best equipment that I need to be in PV, to have the best mounts, to have the best everything. I've got to have money. And it became a job. And I got tired of it. And that's one of the reasons I switched over to a roleplay server. Now with me, I am an awful leveler. I've just now realize that, that it takes me forever to level my person. Right now my priest is 68, but I've gotten some help. And at some point, I didn't even want to play Warcraft because I had such a difficult time leveling to get to all the quote-unquote fun content. So it did become very frustrating for me as well. And now that I'm role-playing, I don't have to so as far push my character to enjoy the game. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's a much more relaxed pace. I'm do leveling when I want to level. I'm not worrying about it. I'm going fishing. I'm going hunting for cooking recipes just because. There's no rush to level like there are sometimes. Um, one person said that they love the story aspect of the game and the ability to create, write, and blog from the storyline. Which is true. I mean, I make the storyline about a character. I make the lore of this character. I have fun doing that. That is part of the character. That is part of the fun for me. And then I go create a blog so that when a big event happens in my character's life, I can let the world know 
and not everybody has to be there to know, just like in real life, if my, I don't know, if someone close to me were to die, I would tell a few people, but eventually the rest of my friends would understand through, you know, how I go about my life and how they hear about things, and that's what a blog is for a roleplay character. It lets the world know what's going on for you. Um, one person said that they enjoy making up characters and developing a story. I love making up characters. It's just, it's like writing a book over and over again. I can, you know, okay, I don't like this character anymore. I don't, I want to make a character with this story background. Okay, so I go and make it. I can do it. I can make a whole new story just because. Again, there's no pressure with a roleplay server. I enjoy making characters in general. Like, I'll make Eyes Made a Rogue named Kyrie. She's, you know, it's fun to make up characters, but when it comes to actually having to level it, more of a bummer on my part. But even if I'll make a character, I get this inspiring idea that I think this should be what their storyline's about, and I'll start writing about it. Um, one person said that role-playing has become a new creative outlet for them. Amen to that. I'm not a, the most creative person ever, but the little creativity I have goes into role-playing because I can't paint, I can't draw, I might be able to write, but my grammar is pretty darn bad, hence the darn bad, and um, I don't know, I can just, I use role-playing for my form of creativity. I've been writing fanfics and that sort of thing since I was in maybe fourth grade, which was quite some time ago. I recently haven't really found much to write about. Like, I've been trying to write stories and I'll stop because I get writer's block. But with Warcraft, it's a lot easier because it's, I'm playing out my character's role and I can write about it and I'll get an idea from that. So it's sort of like this never-ending, inspiring chain for me when I'm role-playing. And that's the truth. Now the last, well, that's not true, the next to last is peer pressure. Believe it or not, yet again we have peer pressure. Peer pressure is pretty much rooted into everything at this point. I know for me, I dragged my boyfriend from another server, I dragged him to the roleplay server. He wanted to play with me, and he doesn't necessarily roleplay yet, but I'm trying to force him to. But I know people from listening to podcasts, for instance, they've came to the server that me and Lorem are on because of other people talking about it and saying how they're having fun and everything like that. And it makes people want to come and check out and see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I just did that to a friend, and I, I don't feel bad about it. Well, I kind of feel bad now that I realize that it's peer pressure, but her name is Sorrow. Sorrow Wynn is her main character, and she's on a PvP server too, and we're just tired of being ganked. And I'm like, well, you know, let's let's go play on a roleplay server. Let's go try it out. Well, she spent two days, and all we did was roleplay. And it was she enjoyed it, and we're thinking about switching our characters now. So, you know, a lot of, some of it is peer pressure, but most of the time people have fun, so... The last one is that somebody said that they want to respect people's desires to play Warcraft in a certain way, not to ruin it for them. So they're sort of going along with what other people are doing to not ruin their gameplay. That's true. 
One of the biggest things that I hate on a roleplay server is when I'm roleplaying and somebody comes in and crashes my roleplay. But it doesn't happen as often on a roleplay server as it will on other servers because everybody has, by coming onto a roleplay server, everybody has a tolerance for it. If you go to a normal server and roleplay, uh-uh, no one's going to respect you. Everybody's going to think you're weird or something like that. But if you sit and you're role-playing, people, you know, they don't won't necessarily role-play with you if they're not role-playing, but they'll respect that you're role-playing and won't make fun of you for it the majority of the time. And also, I know people have, when they're out of sheer boredom, they would go to a role-play server and make fun of the role-players. Why they do that, I'm not sure. If they didn't like it, they could stay away from it. But those are the really amateur people I try to avoid. Anyways. And the good thing about roleplay servers are people are really strict, especially GMs. So if you really have a problem, you can report it and it's sure to be taken care of. Because the naming policy, all that kind of stuff is a little bit stricter on a roleplay server because it is a completely different way of playing WoW. And it's also a form of harassment to an extent. It is. But, you know, for the most part, people respect the fact that you're role-playing. And whether they role-play or not, they give you a little bit of leniency. That's what I have for the Nibby 101 section. Alright. Well, next we're going to talk about... Well, what I'm going to talk about, with the help of Deadly, is taking your character out of WoW and into the forums. Now... I've linked this and into the notes, the show notes. What I did was I started a roleplay on some forums. I went in with my character Adela and she's a blood elf. So she's just arrived from Silvermoon. And I go on about this whole spiel about how she's arrived in the ruins of Lordaeron. And it's all dark and everything's so mysterious and there are people hanging out in the shadows and no one really stands in the light and she says well what is your story i want to hear what your story is why you are so gloomy and why you hide in the shadows and who you are and that's a post and then somebody else jumps in and puts a story up and then somebody else puts a story up and it keeps going and eventually we ran out of bad stories to tell so we started going well, have you ever stepped into the light? What are your good stories? What are the happy memories you have? And people post these long, dramatic events, these stories that they tell, and it goes with their characters in-game. They keep You want to keep the same name, you want to try to keep the same attitude, but you also want to go with the storyline that is in the forums. And that is a big struggle between taking yourself out of WoW because you really want to keep the same character with the same personality one because it's less confusing two just because it makes sense but the storyline in WoW is you know it's not set but it's you know WoW has their own history and their own lore but here on the forums yes that lore and that history still exists but you've got a little bit more leeway because you don't have to sit there and do emotes and that kind of stuff. You can type. You can just type out a, a whole story. But if you get way off from your character, when people go in-game and start talking to you and talking to your character about this forum story that you told them, and that's not part of your character in-game, it just doesn't make sense. 
Now, I did read the thread that you made, and to me it seemed like it was more of a formal role-playing form thing, where it takes a lot of writing and a lot of thinking, and it's very drawn out. But there wasn't any tryouts or rules posted, so it was a little different. Right. You can have an open or closed RP. I did an open RP, free-for-all. If you wanted to post, by all means post. And we had some people that wrote some really, really long, detailed stuff. My posts were not. I posted two times. My posts were nice and short. And that's me, though. And now there are closed RPs where you actually have to go sign up, sometimes audition for them, tell who your character is, go over the storyline, tell how your character is going to fit in. And the only people who roleplay in that are the people who have agreed to, and you have to go with the storyline that is already set, and it's much stricter. Now with my roleplay, it was very formal because we were telling stories and that kind of stuff, but anybody could jump in at any point because it was storytelling. It wasn't just a storyline where we're on a quest or something like that. But you can do that. You can go on a quest and you can jump in by saying, well, as the quest arriver, the questers arrived at such and such town, I was there. And I, you know, you can jump in that way. But if it's a closed RP, don't do it. Big, big rule. Do not do it. You're not going to have some good friends anymore. And I guess you can call it like the blacklist. I mean, we don't write down names and pass them around to other role players and say, hey, look, this guy, this guy's bad. But, you know, you, you don't want to get a bad reputation because things do have a tendency of getting around. I remember when I was posting on the forums how when I would have to try out, it normally took a few hours sometimes because there would be a couple of people wanting to join. And the game master would be like, all right. This is what my thread will be about. Here's the characters I need, and this is what you're supposed to include, and this is what I'm looking for. And you have to type maybe six paragraphs of a demo or a trial, and I will pick you from there. And then he might narrow it down, and you have to keep on auditioning in a way just to do one thread. And normally after you get picked for an audition, that's when it's private. And private means unless you're invited don't go to it. You can watch, but don't talk. Don't make your presence known because it makes a lot of people very angry. And it does because it's supposed to be, you know, this private role play between these people. They've got their idea set and that kind of stuff. Now, it is open to read. And if you want to email these people and comment on it, great. But for the most part, just, you know, forget it. But if you like reading that kind of stuff, they're really interesting because of all the twists and turns that different people take. And also, if you're looking to maybe get into one of those story-long private role plays, a lot of the leaders, they make pre-topics. So they'll maybe have, like, in the middle of the night, an idea where it's like, I think I want to make a thread about this. So they'll sit there and they'll type it up. And... When I used to do it, when I was a guild, not a guild master, but a game master for the thread, I would sometimes take hours working on maybe 11 paragraphs of just like the prologue and trying to explain what's going on. And it's not as straightforward where you're going to actually have to read it to understand what's going on to follow it. And, you know, all kind of form RPs are a lot of fun, but here where we're concerned is basically jumping out of WoW and into the forum. The main 
points that you want to remember are if it's an open RP, feel free to jump in. If it's a closed RP, don't jump in. If you want in, go to the Game Master, who's ever head of that forum thread, who has organized it, and have them put you in, or just don't speak. And you also want to keep your in-game personality, your in-game character, the same as your forum character, because they truly are one and the same. And if you have a history on the forum and a history on the game, you're going to start confusing people, and that's just no fun. You want to keep it around the same, even for your own sake, because you don't want to confuse yourself either than start twisting in stories and putting something that's not supposed to be there. But also, with more of the casual way of forum role-playing, I know when I did it, people would just maybe make a little post or a note saying, can I join? And you'd get either a yes or a no, and you follow it through there. But you really want to make sure that you're getting permission to join first, because if you just start, say, so-and-so has walked in and starts talking, everybody will be like, what are you doing? Who are you? And they'll sort of get a little frustrated, and it'll also throw the whole balance the off. Thread itself. It's taboo, yeah. basically. Just like, you know, in World of Warcraft, if you're a mage, most mages go fire or frost. If you go arcane, it's considered taboo. You can do it, but it's not right. And most people kind of look at you like, okay, what are you thinking? You must be crazy. It's the same kind of thing with posting in a closed thread when you don't have permission to enter the role play. And people, they do remember you. It depends on how, what kind of forum you're posting in, where if it's just maybe a guild forum, well then it kind of varies. If it's a straight role-playing section where you only role-play, people, they get to know each other through role-playing and they certainly will remember you. So you want to also think about how you're getting remembered. Right, in the guild that I'm in on the Earthen Ring server, we had a guy like that. In the Vent server, he was constantly annoying people. He was, you know, constantly butting into other people's stuff in-game. To say the least, he's not with our guild any longer. We've had a couple people like that, unfortunately. And if you want to butt in, okay. It's one thing to step in when you're not welcome, and another thing to say, hey, can I join you? It's the difference between shoving someone or asking someone to move. And also, when you're role-playing, people will love you for showing maturity. Like, your character per se doesn't have to be the most mature person when you're role-playing, but as a person, a real person, you want to be mature and show respect for other people as well, because it just makes everything around a lot smoother for you and them. Which is the truth. The honest-to-God truth. And I think we've pretty much covered everything now, so I guess let's go ahead and move on to the lore. We're doing... What are we doing this week, Deadly? Because you did it. I didn't for once. Everyone say yay for Deadly! <laughs> I've covered... Yay! <laughs> I'm covering the Night Elf. Alright, well, let's hear it, because I honestly don't know very much about the Night Elf. Shocker, okay. But that's because I've been slacking on my Warcraft 3 game. Y'all don't hear that, though. I'm falling behind. I play in Night Elf, so I've been very excited to cover this one. Alright, well, let's hear all about it, then. 
All right, so when the night elves, they also go back to Warcraft 3, so I'll be talking a little bit about that as well. But in their native tongue, they're called the Kaldori. And in Warcraft 3, they lived on Kalmador, and they were rarely seen. They were seen by maybe a few orcs and the occasional human every once in a while, but they weren't everywhere, per se. But in World of Warcraft that we're playing now, they lived on Teldrassil, which is northwest of Kalimador. Many of the male elves back in Warcraft 3, per se, they were all druids, and the females actually were the warriors, and they're called the sentinels in Warcraft 3. But as we know, in Warcraft now, they can be both. In Warcraft 3, though, they were also neutral, so they weren't alliance or a horde, but once again, to this day, they're alliance. Before the end of Warcraft 3, though, all the males slept for thousands of years in the Emerald Dream, while the women were left to protect them. So in a way, these men were off sleeping, and here are the women saying, all right, we have to protect our men now because they're sleeping, pretty much. Night Elves were also immortal until the destruction of the World Tree, which is at the end of Warcraft 3, which I think would be pretty useful if that tree wasn't destroyed so I could be immortal and pretty much never die in the game, but that's not how it's supposed to work out. The Burning Legion troops fought their way to the World Tree with their leader Archimond, who he sort of had sight of the World Tree. But once he reached the tree, they discovered that it was a trap, and thousands of wisps surrounded the Eridar and exploded all at once, which destroyed him, and it damaged the tree, so it was pretty much broken. And even though it, it prevented the destruction of the world, they also lost their immortality, so they were now mortal. And they were sort of afraid and very scared that now they could catch illness and sickness and they would eventually die. But shortly after, some of the druids decided to make a new world tree and get back their mortality, partly because they were afraid. Even though the idea was extremely popular among all of the night elves, a guy named Alpharion warned them that it was very selfish and it wouldn't be blessed by nature. And it would eventually forbid the creation of creating this new world tree where they could be immortal again. But after saying that, he became trapped within the Emerald Dream and he was unreachable. So nobody was pretty much able to find him again. And after he was gone, a lot of the Druids shifted to this guy named Fandral Staghelm, who was also a night elf in favor of creating the World Tree. So under his power, they eventually created this second World Tree and named it Teldrassil. Unfortunately, Malfarion's prediction was correct, and the tree wasn't blessed by nature at all, and they were still mortal, which is very bad for them. The radiated corruption of the tree also drove creatures and people mad and filled them with this mindless aggression where they became very restless and that sort of thing. But one of the good things about Teldrassil is that the city Darnassus, which we know of today, was built upon it. So this is where the night elves are standing today. And also, as everybody knows, the male night elf dance is based upon Michael Jackson his sort of thriller thing, I believe, and not very many people knew that the female dance is based upon Alize, and she is this French singer in her performance of something in French that I can't pronounce, so I probably shouldn't try. But that's the Night Elves. Wow, okay, I just learned a lot.
Now, is <laughs> Night Elves the only class that can have Druids on Alliance, correct? On Alliance, I don't think Drain I can. I'm not... Okay, well, I'll go ahead and say this about Druids. I don't mean to get off topic, but I just... That's me in my mind. Um, <laughs> Druids in Warcraft 3, there is a prophet who is... Well, I didn't know it at the time, but apparently he's a druid because he turns into this bird and flies away. Now, I've got a friend who's a night elf druid, and she's getting ready to get her flight form. That flight form is the same flight form as the prophet has, which is the connection between the Warcraft 3 and World of Warcraft. And as I think of those, I'll try to give you guys those nice little connections because little stuff like that is really cool to me, and I hope you guys find it just as interesting. Now, what I think is very, very cool about the Night Elves is that the women were the ones. Who oh yes, I completely forgot about that. I love that. It is one of the few races where you see women as the dominant. They are above the males. The males do the housework. The males stay at home. The women are the warriors. They go out. They kick butt. And you have two females sitting here podcasting. So, sorry for all you guys that are listening. We love the Night Elves. Despite their dance. <laughs> no hate mail. Oh, well, a lot of the guys sure yeah. do enjoy the dance for the women. Yeah, at it's alright. <laughs> at least the guys have a pretty good dance for the girls to watch, too. So, you know, especially, you know, we're doing a double wedding over on Earthen Ring, and Deadly over here is throwing us females a bachelorette party, and we're going to have some, yeah, we're going to have fun. fun with some native males, even if we are Horde. For the Horde. Right now, it's for the night elves, though. Yes. <laughs> the wedding is between people in our guild, Mantra and Noble Adela, who is Yay. Lorem, and then Ixie, <laughs> and Ixie and Bloodylock, and they're having this double wedding, which is on April 14th. Um, do you know the Yeah, uh, we're going to have yet? the wedding in Silvermoon up near the Sun Fury Spire, and we are going to have the reception out in the forest around Silvermoon at the place where there's the party that's always going on, and I can't remember the name now that I've got to remember it, which just, as usual, figures. So, but we're going to have a lot of fun, and I invite everybody to come join us because it's going to be a blast. It's a huge roleplay event. We're roleplaying the whole thing. We, the... All of us who are getting married are going to try to be 40 by the time so that we can ride into the reception afterwards on our mounts and that kind of stuff. Because you get three warlocks and a hunter. Which should be interesting. Three fell steeds. Too bad it's not four warlocks, but that's okay. We still love you, Ixie. We still love you. That'd be interesting. <laughs> and also the bachelorette party. I'm planning on having... Night elves and males from my other server sort of be the entertainment, if you get what I mean. And we're going to have drinks and food, and just we're going to probably role play a little bit on that too. But it won't be anything major because it would be a yeah, little Yeah, but we difficult. can still have fun role playing it. We always find a way. I mean, on my Alliance side role play server, I went in, um, through Dead Minds role playing the other day. Now, that was interesting. We got everybody on Skype. Uh, that was a blast. And uh, we were going to split into two groups, but then we found we didn't have enough, quite enough for two groups, so we did a raid and went through. That was a lot of fun. Role-playing stuff like that is fun. 
and then back to the night elves for a second. Also, I haven't made notes on it, but I do remember reading about how there's something called the Highborn. And the reason that a lot of the women night elves couldn't be a part of that is because they said that they were too barbaric. Right, which has to do with the blood elves versus the night elves, too, which is one of the connections between the two and why they are so different. I haven't seen very many female night elf warriors in Warcraft, but I've seen more female druids. And yeah, just but there's from what more female night elves overall than there are of any other race of character. Well, the blood elves might be challenging them now, but for the most part, especially on Alliance side, pretty much everybody makes a night elf. And most of the night elf females are guys. Why? Yeah, <laughs> but I do know some girls that play them, and all they do is they go sit in Ironforge and dance and do slash flirt to people, and they make all kinds of gold. It's crazy. All they do is constantly hit slash, fl- fl- slash flirt to everybody they see, and before you know it, they've got like 10 gold. It's crazy. Oh, yes. I don't playing my night out female i don't beg for money unless that one time i was trying to get my epic mount but that was within my guild i don't really go around asking random people for money and that sort of thing because i just want to show some dignity but people will make alts like level ones and go around dancing and get all this money and then transfer it to their main and then they're rich so if they want to do that, they can go. Well, a lot of people do it. do it too. Okay, a lot of people are guys, and that's one big reason they do it. Uh, yeah, Many which is kind of the guys. creepy part. Just remember, if you're giving people money, and they're a night elf, it's whether they're female or male. They're most likely actually a male, so be wary. I know with me, people have living proof by hearing me talk that I'm a female, so yeah, it works it's, out differently. It's really a different perspective whether you're a girl or a guy. So if we are too girlish here, send us an email and we'll try to do a guy's point of view sometimes because I can be pretty boyish because I'm a big tomboy. I love my computers. I'm not girly, but I can be every once in a while. So if I get too girly, let me know. Yes, it is two girls teaching you all about role playing. So of course, our opinions. But be more I know more females, females that role play than males, though that number is starting to change drastically as of late. It goes up and down, but for the most part, girls enjoy it more so than guys on an everyday basis. And hopefully, we should be getting some other people who are males to give us an opinion on the show as well. But that yep. would be later. Uh, I think we're done, aren't we? Oh, emails. Always emails. emails. Okay. First of all, we have our website, which is rptavern.blogspot.com. Check us out. It's looking good. I've done some changing of colors so that everything looks a little bit better. We've got a couple of polls up there. Feel free to answer them. We're constantly checking in on those and looking at the answers. And you have an option where you can create your own answer if you don't see the answer you'd choose up there. We'd love to see what your answers would be. I know the first poll that we put up was biggest mistakes Mm -hmm. as a newbie, I believe, role-playing. And the second one was... 
what would you like yes, to see in the Yes, and we really want you to answer that one because we are here for you guys. We want to help you role play. But I've been role playing forever. Delay's been role playing forever. So you got to let us know what you guys want because we have noobs, we have everybody listening to us, and we don't know what everybody wants. So go vote. And that's our website. Now you can also email us. We've already gotten two emails. Very good emails. One from Sakat over on Earthen Ring. And we love your review. Thank you, Sakat. And who else was it? Do we know the other name? Um, his name was Ash. His name was Rajako, I believe. Let me look. Um... Yeah, Rajako. Okay. I think. Well, if we got your name wrong, I am very, very sorry. But, you know, I can't pronounce anything, so whatever. That's the normal. Okay. I'll read his email. He says, Hey, yo, this is Nick the Biscuit, otherwise known as Rajako on a few servers. I heard about your show from the instance. Thank you, Scott, Andrew, Randy. And I wanted to tell you that you guys started off great. I subscribed on iTunes right after I finished listening, and I'm definitely looking forward to more tips on role-playing since my girlfriend role-plays all the time, and I kind of want to get into it, too. Anyways, keep Well, up the we good thank work. you for that review. It was a wonderful review. And that was all for the emails. Now, Deadly, what's our email address? Roleplay Tavern. All right, right, and you guys can send com? us as much... Wait, go ahead. No, it's our... Yes. Was it RP Tavern? RP Tavern at gmail.com. Yes. We've got it now. We swear. We're not going crazy. I promise you. I'm sure I got it wrong. Okay, but <laughs> email us. We love to hear reviews and that kind of stuff. Also, shoot us a review on iTunes. We're happy, 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 happy to see those. Always. We want those up. We want detailed. We love hearing that we're doing a great job, but we want to know also what we're doing wrong. I think that's it, right? Am I missing anything? Yes, I know we have two reviews on iTunes so far, which I was very excited to read, even though they were kind of short. Oh, I remember what else there was. You can also give us a call. Call us at RP Tavern using Skype. Please, please, please call us. We want to hear what you have to say. If you want to call in and talk about something, we will put it on the show and talk all about it. And yep, and yes, you love can to have your voice, voice playing up on air. We will gladly do that. Try to keep it down to thirty seconds, but if it's a really good topic, we'll be understanding and fudge it a little. So contact us any of the many many forms that we have set up, and we'll see you at episode four. I'm Demis. I'm Dudley.